Hi, everybody, and welcome to Behind the Bar, a podcast where we take conversations out of the dance class. I'm Krista. And I'm Taylor. And welcome to Behind the Bar. because we're I'm stuck on this debate of it's not even a debate it's not a debate it's <laughs> happening it's I've I've put my foot down I feel we're not interesting enough <laughs> for weekly content I think we are the most interesting I would agree that I'm very interested <laughs> <laughs> okay so what's the problem I just feel we're gonna run out of stuff um, well, something exciting that we could talk about is that you had Taco Bell for the first time last <gasps> night. You guys. <laughs> okay, that is exciting. Let's discuss that briefly. I did have Taco Bell for the first time. So, it was one of those days where I was just very, very hungry. <laughs> I was unable to satisfy that hunger. Everybody yeah. has those days. Oh, uh, me every day. And so... <laughs> A bunch of people said that was them every day. And so I was, like, picking at stuff, and nothing was, like, filling me up no matter what. And I had packed, like, my regular ha- healthy foods. Yeah. Snap peas, One fruit. thing that you guys need to know about Krista is she eats on the clock. Like, very, like, yes. at the hour. Like, she has a schedule, a routine. I do have a schedule. And I eat very healthy. Yeah. Um, and I don't really stray from it very much. So, anyway... I wasn't satisfied. And then my husband brought me dinner and the children that I was teaching all made fun of the dinner because it was like uh, mashed sweet potatoes and pork (laughs) and red peppers. And to them it looked disgusting and they were like, why are you eating baby food? So on and so forth. And I felt like I was like pretty much getting bullied by them to be honest. (laughs) They wouldn't, everybody calls when we do this. Everybody wants us now. Anyway, so long story short, they were like, why don't you go get something you really want to eat? And I'm like, but I'm teaching you right now. And they were like, let's have a fun class. You could go to Taco Bell. Never had Taco Bell. <laughs> Always been a little bit like, mm, I'm not sure that's like the best choice of food I could it's be the eating. Best so I went. First off, Taco Bell really needs to look into <laughs> their, um, I don't know if it's like this everywhere in the world, but the drive through So slow. I was in that drive through for 45 minutes. So that's not fast food. That's slow food. That's slower than at a seated restaurant. Yeah. Why skip is it like that? the dishes could have got it here faster. Yeah. So why is it like that? I, my skip dish qualities. app doesn't work right now. I could Because my credit card is yeah. so high security. It's a whole thing. So 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So now I've missed the entirety of my dance class. Yeah. Whereas they, and they actually were really good little girls. They practiced their year-end routine. The other teacher watched over their class. So don't think I just bailed. I was buying them all <laughs> dinner as well. These are company kids. They live here. They were all getting dinner bought also. They were very excited about this. Uh, but 45 minutes in that drive through is excruciating. Yeah. And then when I finally got up to the window where the man is to give me food, I sat there for another 15 watching them, I don't know, fill orders. But, like, that stuff's got to be pre-cooked. Meat and chicken's pre-cooked. I mean, All they have to do is slap it in a taco. (laughs) I'm so confused. But you enjoyed it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It was amazing. (laughs) What did I have again? You got the crispy gordita crunch. Okay. So, I highly suggest the crispy gordita crunch. (laughs) And I tried it too. I tried one with... 
uh, beef and one with chicken because the girls told me the chicken was better. Mm-hmm. I am going to say the beef was better. Right. Um, I just enjoyed it. It felt more taco-y <laughs> for me. Right. But, oh my goodness. So if you don't know what this gordita crunch is, the outside, <laughs> and I'm sure most people know and I'm one of the last, yeah. the outside is a soft shell, then there's some cheese, then there's a hard shell, and then there's your meat and things in the middle. That shell is so soft. I haven't I haven't stopped talking about this. I was All talking morning. to some students last night too and we just kept saying, wow, was that a soft shell? But like unusually soft, almost yeah. like a bread, but not a bread. Like I told you, you need to go and get this specific soft shell from Old El Paso and it'll be this, like you, your mind will be blown. Because I've never had this. You'll never go back. Yeah. Okay. I'll think about that. Yeah. But I, I love the Taco Bell. <laughs> Um, things I did not love about Taco Bell was the weight, and yeah. also why don't they have Mexi fries, like tater tot fries? Why don't those exist? I think that's a Taco Time thing. Why isn't it a Taco? So Taco Time, I think, is a Canadian company. Yeah. Again, back Man, to this I Canadian miss American Taco thing. Time. <laughs> Taco Time was great, but Taco Bell, you guys, like it's huge in the states. Yeah. Do you not have Mexi fries? I don't like think what? That's a thing why? But that's the fry of the taco. Fry Supreme is their fries. But it's just limpy fries (laughs) with some cheesy queso. You can't win them all. You get a good taco, you get bad fries. It's just the way it goes. Okay, and I didn't try the special Mountain Dew drink. Oh. And I'm not going to. I cannot believe. I Baja Blast lives rent free in my brain every day. Okay. Well, <laughs> we we do know though that you can make your own Baja Blast. I know, have you tried but we it yet? I haven't tried it yet. No. So, we'll give you all the ingredients for this. What yeah. is it? It's blue Gatorade. Blue Gatorade. Blue Gatorade and Sprite. Sprite, seven up. Regular Mountain Dew. Oh my god, regular oh, Mountain duh. Dew. <laughs> okay. So, apparently if you take regular Mountain Dew and mix blue Gatorade, Gatorade into it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it is a very close second to Two this Baja specific Blast. Taco Bell Baja Blast that is only sold at Taco well, Bell, I'm told. I will be the judge. Taco it's Bell an, exclusive. Well, it's only sold at Taco Bell, but it's also, you can buy it in the grocery store. You can? Then yeah. what's the big deal? Why does everybody care about making it on their own? What do you mean? I, you buy? I buy, you Yeah, I bought cans of it all the time. What? Yeah. So then who cares about the recipe? I thought it was this is now ridiculous. Why would I tell our listeners this great You can buy a lasagna at the grocery store, but no. you can also make no, no, your no. own. No, okay, that's different. Because lasagna, A, if I had if it's like this is Krista's special lasagna homemade, you can't buy that at the grocery store. You can buy a pre-made version that wouldn't be as amazing as mine. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about the Baja Blast. <laughs> I thought it was exclusive to Taco Bell because people talk about it all the time and you right. have to get it and it's at Taco Bell. But if you can just go to the store and buy it at the can, the Sometimes cans, it's not available there. Okay, but sometimes Nora is like grapes. <laughs> Are you kidding? I didn't know. So never mind. Don't, who would, why would you even try this combo of making I'm it? I'm going to try it. But why is it a thing? Who I don't cares? Know. You were the one that sent it because to me. I thought, <laughs> I thought you loved it so much. I was looking out for you being like, oh... Taylor loves this Baja Blast. She's going to, and because it's exclusive to Taco Bell and you have to wait 45 minutes in a lineup to get it, she can now make it on her own. Yeah. Um, that's all I've got. Do you have anything new in your life? I, I mean, mean, weekly, see how boring we are? <laughs> what do you um, have? Anything new in my life? Well, I have dance tonight, which is going to be fun. We're going to do it outside. Mm-hmm. We've been doing it outside lately. It's, it's so been nice very and hot nice. here. And now the adults can be outside because they're not allowed inside under yeah. our restrictions. Yes. Yeah, it's been great. Um, 
But other than that, I feel like we should go into today's topic. Why we're here. (laughs) (laughs) Why we're here. Uh, So we figured we'd start talking about Mm -hmm. dance trips and how I've gone about doing dance trips here at our studio, um, issues we've had around dance trips. And this will be like probably a few episodes or whatever because different stuff happens all the time. Yeah. So in about, what was 2008, because I'd actually just had my child, somebody came to me with the, why doesn't the studio do any kind of traveling? And so for us, where we're located, traveling is really expensive and not that easy. We're in the middle of an area. We can't just easily get to like an international airport. We can't just, it's just the way it is. So it came up with the idea that we do New York and that we, yeah, we do this New York trip and we take all these kids to New York. <laughs> and my stepmom at the time, because I was like, well, I've just had this baby. Like, he wasn't even one. He turned one as we went. Yeah. I was like, I have this baby. <laughs> I'm still running the business. I'm not sure. And she's like, oh, I'll help you. My stepmom was all for, like, always all for doing the extreme and I'll help you. And she was super helpful. So it was great. So we did New York. And I did it with a, I planned the entire trip. So I became like a full-on travel agent for every single family. I became a bookings agent because I booked the hotels. I booked the extra things we did, like the tours, um, the dance classes. And we actually went for, we lined it up with uh, Tremaine Dance Conventions, which most of our listeners will be super, super familiar with. So we lined it up with Tremaine which I actually think is one of the last times I saw Doug Caldwell, who sadly passed away a couple years ago, who was an amazing just, um, teacher in our industry mm-hmm. for like, he was just a, a beautiful, kind man with so much talent uh, for lyrical. And I grew up actually learning from him. And then sadly he passed away. So I think that's actually the last time I even saw Doug, if I remember correctly. 2008. I think it might be. I have to, I have to think about that. Anyway, that's off topic, but I wanted to bring him up because he's super special. So... Yeah, so it was it was a lot. Like I used a travel agent to do the actual like last part of the booking, but I planned everything right down to a T. And as a studio, we agreed on two things for trips. Um, our teachers agreed on no parents. Parents are not to be involved in trips. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And honestly, <laughs> since then, and we can probably do a whole podcast on how to deal with that and how to transition your studio to get rid of your parents in terms of like trips and stuff. Because actually, any company we've worked with moving forward with no parents has thanked me for not having parents. Yeah, parents create chaos. They make their kids become also chaotic and whiny. Children don't do stuff for us that they do for their parents, right? Yeah. They don't whine. They don't complain. They'll just do it. They complained to mom and dad. So we had no parents. And then the second thing was that we were actually going to fundraise, which could also be its own podcast because the fundraising <laughs> and the drama around it is a ton. I mean, it will come up. We know it will, it come, will up. come up. It will come up. <laughs> um, so those were our two things. And the reason I, we wanted to do fundraising was because not everybody can easily afford to go on these trips. Yep. And it also showed the kids a work ethic that they needed to in my opinion, need to learn and save up for and meet their goals. And the parents were aware if the children didn't meet their goals, they would have to pay X amount at the end. So we were very like honest about what this looked like, but they were to fundraise. So it was a lot of work. The kids met their goals. We fundraised, we went. And on this trip, the parents, like the parents can come. They're just not allowed to stay with the children or be involved in what we do. So it was, I think there was 
maybe 40 of us that went. It was a lot. That's crazy. And that was just, like, dancers and our teachers. And yeah. then there were parents who traveled and stayed in their own hotels on top of that. And it was it was honestly fun. Like, we did Tremaine. We toured around on the double-decker bus. We learned all about New York. But I also, for me, that also comes with I feed all these kids on, like, back to my feeding schedule. <laughs> I feed all these kids on schedule. Yeah. I provide breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snacks. I make sure everybody's fed. I make sure everybody's watered. I, I do the whole thing. So I become their mom for that, like, solid week that we went. That trip, honestly, was a pretty, like, anticlimactic good. Yeah. We had a few things. Like, we had one dance dad come. He's actually still a dance dad of ours right now. Um, and he... He was a single man who oh, took, uh, yeah. took New York upon himself <laughs> to be a dating a, a dating experience. And he met, like, a waitress at a pub and then invited her to the hotel room. And so there was some interesting, like, that happened. We had another child who refused to drink water. Apparently she was allergic to water, which is I'm Our bodies are... It. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel... I've looked it up. You cannot be allergic to consuming water. I've Googled it. You can be allergic to the touch of water. Which is very rare, but you cannot be allergic to actually consuming. And we are made of water. Anyways, allergic (laughs) to water, and her mom would sneak her, like, giant frappuccinos in the middle of the day, which was so not cool. Um, We had another set of parents who were super fun and went down into, like, like Canal Street, which is where all the, like fake knockoff like Louis Vuitton yeah. and stuff they went and bought all that we actually <laughs> took the kids to Canal Street and bought like bootlegged um, copies of I think it was Harry Potter at that time oh my god and all these kids were like <laughs> buying DVDs and some of them were in <laughs> Some of them were in Spanish because they weren't. Oh it was all bootleg. One mom, even like the 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 people selling like the fake Louis Vuitton, were like, "Come with us down this back alley," and they went and did it. <laughs> so we had like it was pretty fun. Why is that so something that would happen? Because I remember you telling me that you follow random people in different countries. I do. Krista I really travels am a lot. I travel a lot. Um, but she is very trusting, and so if someone just comes up to her and says, "Hey, I know a place. I can show you a good place." She'll yeah. follow them into a back alley, dark, dingy. We definitely, in our most recent trip to Jamaica, <laughs> that's exactly we're, what we're told that we, the, the guy at, that worked at the hotel knew a friend who had a van who could drive us for dinner. We had to meet under this dark tree on the highway. But, like, I'm here to or tell the tale. Or your wedding. My wedding. Oh, I'll have to share that. We had to save the wedding story. Oh, absolutely. That's a That's good the one. best one. Oh my goodness, even. that's too much PTSD. <laughs> okay, wedding story, we had to keep that up here because we're, we'll talk about it next episode. Anyway, that trip was great. Yeah. Uh, so then we decided we would do dance trips every three years. I chose after that that I wanted to work more with a company that provided us kind of everything instead of me planning an entire trip. Um, so we chose to hook up with Dance the Magic, which again, lots of people have probably heard of them or have thought about using them or have used them. Uh, Debbie and her daughter, Jenna Lee, are amazing. It's an amazing event, well-organized. They look after you. They provide your dancers with a great experience, and that is dancing in Disneyland and California Adventure. Mm-hmm. They also do them in Florida, but we've never taken part in that. Or Texas. Right, they're, they're now moving down sorry, to Na- Nashville. Nashville. Oh they're now moving down to Nashville. <laughs> oh, Texas, but, I'm so no, sorry. No Texas. Anyway, they do great events. So that was our second trip was Disneyland. And that was kind of where the drama started. So it was a lot of kids that had come on the New York trip and now signing up for Disneyland, realizing they have to do the fundraising fundraising again. again. 
And we have a very clear rule around that. And I honestly think one of my podcasts should be fundraising because it's, you need to fundraise. And if you don't sell X amount of tickets, you have to pay the difference. We have a lot of parameters so that it's fair and even. People weren't selling tickets. People were mad that they had to sell certain tickets. People were upset. We actually lost a few kids along the way on the trip. Not on the trip. But like, if you're not as willing getting to put ready in to go. the hard work, then why do you think you deserve to go on the trip? I know. Everyone has an equal amount. I know. Do. I know. So, but that trip happened. We had only one really crazy mom. Yeah. Who later on became actually quite a big issue in our studio in general. She's probably her own podcast as well. Um, mm-hmm. So she, <laughs> look at all these episodes for every week. Uh-huh. So she wanted to be around her daughter all the time. She actually showed up at one of the restaurants and was screaming at a teacher to have access to her child. Then came into the restaurant to pull her child away from the table. And the kid was embarrassed. The kid's yeah. like 11 it's years mortifying. old. Does not want mom around. Mom sobbing about how she hasn't seen her kid. Like just totally. So we, we dealt with that mom. That mom also sadly was a really heavy drinker, which I Mm -hmm. learned, you learn a lot about your dance parents going on these trips. Yeah. Because you see them in a whole new light. Because if they do come and you even just see them in the park or around, you start to learn stuff about them. And it's like a whole new, like, environment where, like, you guys are both out of work, but, like, you're still working. I'm still working. Yeah. So very interesting. So this mom, yeah, she, a very heavy drinker, we found out, um, was pretty much intoxicated the entirety of the trip. And Which would, would explain be, the outburst. Yes. And would, would act like that when we would see her in the park. She would start crying and screaming for her child and all this stuff. And we had to really focus on keeping her child away from her because yeah. there was just too much drama around it. So from that dance trip, um, which honestly was great, we were invited with Dance the Magic to attend Broadway. Okay. So Broadway was, we were super excited, but it was going to be the year after. So that meant... I, Another year of fundraising. I hate <laughs> right fundraising. After. <laughs> so another year of fundraising, another year of taking all these kids on this trip. Yeah. But it was a huge honor. We were invited. We didn't have to audition for it. They wanted us to work because we'd done, honestly, we'd done such a good job with Dance the Magic. And because our parents aren't involved, yeah. they do enjoy working with us. Well, that's nice. It is very nice. Yeah. And we have very good mutual respect. We're going to do um, Broadway. So that was also interesting. So New York... I find New York a lot harder than Disneyland because New York is not meant for children. you to travel. Well, <laughs> yeah, it really isn't as child-friendly. And it's not meant for you to walk around in a group of 32 people yeah. everywhere. And we travel as a pack of 32. So that's 32 for the restaurant, 32 at lunch, 32. Whereas at Disneyland, I can walk up to the man selling sandwiches and say, can I have 32 sandwiches? And it's done fast yeah. because they are used to that. Very hard to get 32 people into Bubba Gump's restaurant <laughs> on a Friday night. So it was a very, 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 very interesting. Um, so that was really hard. The kids always had to go pee. The amount of, of peeing course. that had oh to happen God. every five seconds. We were always searching for bathrooms. Also not very accessible for 32 people. <laughs> Is there not like um, street, you know? <laughs> like street, what? Like pee, street pee bathrooms? Um, like private, like you know how they have those in like, like a porta potty. Yeah, but like not that. Like there's fancier ones I'm that are sure actually like caged. Like they have there in Victoria is. I'm sure there is, and we either didn't know where they were. Yeah. But we would often be like, "Where's the washroom?" And it's always recommended in New York. Like if you read any of the travel guides that you use, like hotel washrooms. Mm-hmm. 
for tourists, but again, 32 of us, and we'd have to find that hotel or find that Starbucks. And then you can't just, like, sit in the lobby or, like, stand around because they'll be, like, what, the actual heck? Yeah, it was awful. And I'd be like, go pee before we leave. And (laughs) And then there was the shopping. Everybody wanted to stop and look at every street corner hat that was for sale and shirt that was for sale. And and it was just, it was comical. Like, it, it was super comical. It was really hard to get through. Um, and again, that same mom, who uh, was a bit of a problem in Disneyland, came on this trip uh. where she was actually more of a problem. And there were some nights she didn't even come back to the hotel. There were some times we were leaving the hotel and watching her come back in from a night of partying. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, she was, and her child was extremely embarrassed. I mean... I would be too. Like, I don't blame her. That's mortifying. Oh, it was mortifying, and I felt embarrassed for the kid. Yeah. And again, we don't stay with, like we said, we, the kids stay with us. They stay with the teachers in rooms. There are no parents involved. But parents are free country, so parents yeah. can obviously sleep at the same hotel. They can go to the same restaurant. They just don't get to sit with us. And those really extreme parents will seek us out. Yeah. And she was one of them. So she stayed in our hotel. There was one day we were leaving the hotel, and she had, I don't know how, where she got this road bike from, but she had a road bike. And she just had shown up. You could smell the alcohol off of her. And she was falling off the bike and trying to get attached and yelling towards her child. And just, like, super, super, super embarrassing stuff. Yeah. Super embarrassing. So, yeah, so New York, again, it was great. But after that trip, I was like, we're never doing New York again. Or if I do New York again, it can only be with, like, my senior levels. Maybe 10 kids. Very, very low-key. And we just go take dance classes at, like, Alvin Ailey and all that kind of stuff because I I just felt it was too much. And it was cool. Like, the experience with Dance Magic was cool. We got to go to Newsies, and they got, got to do a workshop with one of the people that danced in Newsies. That's and they great. get So it was really great. Yeah. And we had fun, and the kids' memories are really fun. I found it much more stressful. Much more stressful. And, I mean, New York, like, as big as Disneyland is, like, you know, you're just kind of confined to the park. Whereas, like, in yeah. New York, you have a whole new... Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, in Disneyland, if I lost a child, which hasn't happened, but if I did, <laughs> I know they're fenced in. And, <laughs> yeah. and I know they can seek help easily. I don't know that in New York. So, for me, I I found... mean, we don't even know that in our own studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's been the odd child that snuck in the, a different classroom that we're like, where's the kid? But, yeah, so New York was hard, and the parents on that trip became harder. And actually... The teacher relationships on that trip became harder as well. So on that particular trip, and I can't remember if we talked about this already, but on that particular trip, did we talk about the teacher um, when we danced on Broadway who was really upset about not going on stage? Nope. Okay. So in that trip, we danced in the Minskoff Theater, I think it is, which is the Lion King's resident theater for Broadway. And at the end of it, Dance the Magic wanted all the studio directors, so that would be me, to get up on stage and bow with their children and call it a day. And yay, people clap right. and like, you get announced. <laughs> so obviously I went because I had organized this entire trip and I'm the mom of the trip, right? I'm feeding yeah. all the kids, I'm doing my thing. It is your studio. It's also my studio. <laughs> so this all happens during dress rehearsal and I, I do my my bow and we're out having like our snack and one of my teachers who is one of my like still best friends to this day comes to me and she's like I just want you to know that um because the routine we did on stage I didn't choreograph I had picked a routine one of my teachers had choreographed because it was great and that was the routine we were doing on stage no big deal 
So she was like, I just want you to know that the teacher who choreographed that routine is in the bathroom with another two teachers. Yeah. And is gossiping about you and is very, very angry about um, what has gone on and is angry that you got to go on stage and that they didn't get to go on stage. Ah. And I was honestly, like, it stopped me in my tracks and it, it, it devastated me because I could not believe. I just couldn't believe that anybody saw it that way because I was like, I've been I mean, working. shouldn't you be proud of your kids who were, chore- like, who were dancing the routine that you choreographed mm-hmm. on that stage, whether or not you were up there or not? Yeah. And it wasn't like I was up there being like, I did this yeah. dance, I did that. Mm-hmm. It was just like, a, here's a director of the studio. It was because of me that we got to Broadway yep. and because of me that we even started dance trips. And I could go on and on and on. So it definitely put a very interesting wrench in the rest of the trip. So... That happened, and I was very taken aback, and then those particular teachers just, like, stopped talking to me for the trip. So when we went into the show that night, we were in the audience watching, and the one teacher whose choreography it was was just bawling her eyes out the whole time, like, couldn't stop crying, but she wasn't crying because she was proud of the kids. Yeah. She was, you could tell, she was crying out of anger, she wouldn't look at me. I was so angry and upset and hurt that I was also sitting there crying, and it really took away the experience of them of the dancing joy. up there, yeah. And that, so when I go back to my memory of New York, it's like my, my biggest one is this argument that shouldn't have happened, that nobody even came to me to say, hey, Krista, I'm upset I'm not bowing. Yeah. And we could have had a conversation around it. But anyway, so kids dance, I go up, I take the bow, and while I'm up there, I feel sick to my stomach because I know how mad a certain group of my teachers are. Yeah. And then... We went on a cruise that night. The kids all went on a Dance of Magic, provided a cruise through New York. It was beautiful. We got to see Ooh, the, like the night. Lady Liberty. Yeah, That's you go at cool. night. cool. I like that. And it was a dinner. And so when we got there, and I regret this so much now, when we got on the boat, that everybody, so there was two different meals being served. There was the, like, the commoners meals, which was all <laughs> the dancers and the teachers. Yeah. And I think it was like, I don't know, maybe a taco bar or something. I can't remember. Oh, that's right then up my alley. downstairs was yeah. where Dance the Magic was, and all the directors had a special ticket to sit with Dance the Magic so they could network, and it was a, more of a seated, fancy dinner. Yeah, I see where this is going. I <laughs> did not take my director's seat with Dance the Magic yeah. and opted to stay upstairs and sit with my students and my staff because of the animosity guilt. Well, I felt... At that time, and now, like, I'm like, why did I allow that to make me feel guilty? Why did Mm -hmm. I allow her to take away my joy and my hard work and this and that? I deserve to sit. Absolutely. I know I deserve to sit there now. But in the moment, it was like, okay, well, I'm not deserving. They're mad at me. I cannot go sit downstairs because, holy smokes, they're going to hate me even more. So I stayed upstairs. And, I mean, it was fine. We had a, a great night. Oh, Yeah. And valuing the fact that we were all in New York Nobody's paying, none of these teachers are paying a dime to be there. I make sure they are fed, looked after, they are fully paid for. I go above and beyond for my staff in every element. So she was, in my mind still, was doing what was right. She was like, this is happening, Krista, and it's happening right under your nose. And I would rather know because that toxic relationship is so bad. So that, so anyway, that happened and whatever when I did speak to them, you know, the one teacher was like, well, if it wasn't because of my dance, the one who choreographed it, then it wouldn't have even been on stage. And I'm like, well, no, but I would have picked a different dance. <laughs> or I would have choreographed it myself. It's or, not just your dance. No, and those are all of our dancers. And 
I, you you were still recognized in the kit. Yeah. I just I didn't know you wanted to bow so badly, and it's about the uh, I just. I don't want to say like bragging rights, but it's a, it seems like it's about the less about the kids and more about the I wanted to do this because I wanted to be recognized. Yeah, I wanted the like, pr- yeah. pr- like praise. Yeah, and for me, bowing was more like woohoo! Our studio made it. Mm-hmm. We're on this stage. I love these kids. We're excited, and yeah, I own the studio. Yeah, it's not a secret. So what you own this? Place? I know, I know. You wouldn't know it for half the time <laughs> for the Taco Bell shopping and not knowing how to work the computer or the debit machine. You wouldn't know, but I do work here. I do. Um, anyway, yeah. So that was that was interesting. So it just you know our trip started off like that first New York trip started off so so strong, and everything was really good. And then this that first Disney trip was pretty good with a few parent hiccups. Yeah, and then. That year right after, which was obviously too soon, doing New York um, was really, really hard. And it was taxing on me just because of the fundraising and the kids and then the parents and then this mom who was an issue and then the teacher who was mad and then the teacher relationships changed and it ended at a real like, ugh. And it made me walk away going, I don't want to do another yeah. trip. But shockingly, you four did years another later... Trip. We did another trip. Of course. Which we'll have to talk about in another episode because we're already at our time limit today. Great. But that trip has a (laughs) lot more involved. It has some stories of prison and... I love a good prison (laughs) We have have a lot of prison stories in the studio. Has some stories of prison and and stuff like that. And then um, we'll talk about that next time, I guess. So thank you for listening to... Is that it? Do you have anything to add? I mean, I was just going to say, like, prison seems to be like a (laughs) continuous topic in the studio because all that my mind went back to is that little girl saying that her dad lived in glass. Oh, I have, yeah, that too. Oh, my goodness. It's awful. It's very odd. I don't know if (laughs) my studio attracts people that live a certain lifestyle or... I think it's just just everywhere. I think, like, we are just more aware because we find so much out about people's lives yeah like, and I teach they're walking so among many us kids that I yeah and I teach so many kids that I feel we have more of a chance a higher yeah. rate because we have such a large studio so our rate is higher the percentage to track that yeah and, and then, we yeah. do live in like a big area yes like it's not yes. small by any means totally and people like to share their knowledge of course of life people overshare us. every single day they really the do. amount of things that I found out within the past year is absolutely shocking yeah I don't know why people And they're like just that. so willing. So willing. <laughs> so willing. I know. Anyway, we will we will pick it up on our our next Disney trip next time. So thank you for listening to Behind the Bar. You can follow us at Behind the Bar Podcast. Oh. Behind the Bar Pod. <laughs> I think <laughs> See, we can never get this. Instagram <laughs> is Behind the Bar Pod. Yeah, and then our email is Behind the Bar Podcast at gmail.com if you ever want to send us anything. Yeah, you should send us something. <laughs> Something, a topic, maybe you want a guest with us. Yeah. We love it. We love we love having guests. We will also have, um, already by this, have posted our dance box. Yes, we will, from our fabulous sponsors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we love them. They'll be on here as well. Um, and you can check out our Instagram to find dance box and see the unboxing of the box we got from them. Perfect. box a lot. Bye. Right. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> have a great day. Hey, Taylor, do you ever have customers come up and say they have no idea where to buy their dance items? Every day. Every day I have parents call, email, come in, and they say that they have no idea where to find shoes, tights, bodysuits. Yeah, they're always like, where do you buy that? 
So if you want to bring an out-of-the-box experience to your dance classes, then you should check out our sponsor, DanceBox. At DanceBox, they want to make it easy for your students to come to dance class prepared and make you money in the process. Yeah, they're easy to use for owners, parents, and students. They make it easy for your students to get everything they need. No more tracking, no more inventory, no more handing out lists and lists of stores for parents to run to. Everything your student needs for dance class in one box for one price. Yeah, and they even help you customize your dance box based off your specific dress code requirements for each class. They also set up and provide you with a link to your studio's dance box page so you can post in your studio website for easy ordering. All you have to do is direct your parents to the link and they can order everything in one box for their child's dance class. Yeah, and the great thing about DanceBox is by partnering with them, you'll receive a 10% commission on all boxes sold through your studio's DanceBox link quarterly. And honestly, we just received our first DanceBox, and it is amazing. We got a ballet box <laughs> with uh, leotard and tights and ballet shoes. Quality is awesome. It's great to use in class. I highly recommend DanceBox, and you can check out our code at... Behind the Bar... B-A-R-R-E, behind the bar, to receive a 10% discount on your first DanceBox purchase. Yeah, and if you're interested in partnering with them, you can find them at Shop DanceBox on Instagram.